Destiny Christian Center presents Dr. Jerome Inekwe. Dr. Jerome is a dynamic and gifted communicator who teaches the Word of God with authority and power. We invite you to listen and be blessed by this message. Not by might or by koach, but by my ruach hakadosh. This is the orthodox Jewish Bible. My ruach hakadosh. That is my spirit. The same spirit that hovered over the chaos and hovered over the void and hovered over the darkness in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2. And when God said, let there be light, the Ruach, God's spirit, the source of life, the one that gives life to creation, the one that is powerful, the one that has ability to create and form went and began to move and God said it's by my spirit the same spirit that was at the beginning that ruach that breath of God will bring us victory it's not by might it's not by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts in the orthodox Jewish Bible that is Jehovah Sabaoth Jehovah Sabaoth, Hashem Savosh, the Lord of hosts, the commander of the angelic forces. Hallelujah. David said in Psalm 27, the angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear him and he delivers them. That, that means that, yes, maybe last year when you faced that situation, you are not aware that there were angelic forces helping you, around about you. That there's an army of angelic hosts that are with us. And it's the same angelic hosts in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. When David faced Goliath, you remember. I'm doing this very quickly by way of recap for all of us. When he stood in front of Goliath after finally persuading Saul to allow him to face him. And Goliath shows up. And the Bible says, begins to curse him by his gods. And David runs to him and said, you come to me with a sword and with a spear. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Yahweh Savos. Jehovah Savos. The commander of the angelic realms. Hallelujah. And you have to understand. Even though we might not look it, even though we might not see it, even though we may be conditioned in this natural world to believe that the only things that are real are the natural things. But when the things you can touch and feel and smell, but if you remember 2 Corinthians chapter 4, those things are temporal. And it's the invisible which is eternal. Hallelujah and amen. And so what that means today in London, what that means today in Leeds, what that means today for those of you watching us online, we welcome you and celebrate you, is that whatever you faced last time that defeated you by yourself, this time round, I come in the name of the Lord of hosts. You come to it in the name of the Lord of hosts. You come to it in the name of the commander of the heavenly realms. And you believe that the angelic forces that stood with David would also fight on your behalf. Hallelujah and amen. I want to talk this morning a little bit further and deeper 
regarding this whole area. It's saying that whatever you may face, whatever situation 2020 and this decade to come may bring before us, God is ready to pour out His Spirit and to accomplish things, not by might, not by human power, not by our intelligence, not by our own ability, not by our own natural hookups, because those things are limited. Those things can run short. Those things can only take you so far. The good news is when you go so far in your natural strength, that's not the end of the road. You can call upon Jehovah to fight and to work with you. And he said, I will do it by my spirit, says the Lord. So we understood. We've got to have a relationship. We've got to know. We've got to hunger. We've got to desire the presence of the Holy Spirit. Say amen, somebody. We said whatever it takes, whatever keeps the hand of the Lord upon your life, that's your mode of operation this year. Because no matter what happens, we've got to keep the hand of the Lord in our lives. We've got to have fellowship with the Spirit. We've got to understand and be intimate with the Holy Spirit. Because it's going to be not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the book of Exodus chapter 33, if you would just go there with me this morning. Moses begins to speak to God. And he says, let's read from verse 12. Exodus 33 and verse 12. He said, Lord, you have told me to leave these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. And you have said, I know your name, and I have found favor with you. If you are pleased with me, he said, if I have found favor with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. And remember that this nation is your people. Then the Lord replied and said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Here's the context. Moses commissioned by God us to lead these people. He begins to say, Lord, you told me I found favor, but how are you going to do it? Who are you going to send with me? How am I going to do it? And God said, my presence, someone say my presence, my presence, will go with you and I will give you rest. And Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, then don't send us up from here. Sounds like someone who was hungry for the presence. He said, listen, if God, your spirit, doesn't go with us, if your presence does not go with us, then don't carry us up from here. Because how will we be distinguished? How will we be distinguished from all the other peoples unless your presence goes with us? Are you with me here this morning? He's saying we need your presence to get the job done. We can't do it by might. We can't do it by power. We've got to do it by your spirit, oh God. And he said, Lord, if your spirit, if your presence doesn't go with us, I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. I can't do it by myself. 
Oh, hallelujah. I can't accomplish what we're doing. I can't see acting change. I can't see leads impacted. I can't see the things in my life turning away. I see it in the scripture. But I need your presence because without your presence, we're going to be ordinary, mere men trying in our own ability. Are you with me here today? But I get the spirit of God. I sense a stirring in the spirit. I sense a prophetic unction in my spirit that God is saying that those that will catch on with his word, those that will hunger for his spirit, he will do certain things and he will accomplish things and move in your life in such a way that it will be the signature of God by himself. Nobody will be able to say this was man's doing. This was your ability. This was your strength. This was a little lucky break, quote, unquote. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? He will make it such that it will be incontrovertible that this was by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, whoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. Please follow me this one. If you're joined with God, anybody joined unto the Lord? Make Jesus the Lord of your life. Absolutely. You're one spirit with the Lord. Drop down or finally come with me please. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 please. And let's read from the word of God today. First Corinthians chapter two. We're going to read quite a few um, verses here, but let's read from verse one. He says, "When I came to you, my brothers." I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom as proclaimed to you, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. He said, when I came to you, I didn't come with eloquence or with superior wisdom or intellect as I tried to proclaim to you the word of God. For I resolved to do nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and much trembling. He said, my message and my preaching were not with persuasive and wise words, but with a demonstration of the spirit and power so that your faith may not rest on the wisdom of men, but on God's power. Hmm. Follow me now. Paul on his assignment. Paul's assignment was to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And he said that when I came to fulfill and carry out my assignment, there were those out there that were teaching with persuasive words and enticing words and words of man's wisdom. He said, but I resolved that I wouldn't do, I wouldn't preach with persuasive words alone, but I resolved that mine would be with the demonstration of the Holy Spirit of power. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So some were trying, some were doing by might, some were doing by human ability and human power. But he said, I'm going to lay, I'm going to trust, I'm going to give my to the demonstration of the spirit and power. I'm going to rely on the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of God's power so that our faith may not rest on the wisdom of man, but it would rest on Christ's power alone. If you understand so far, say amen for me. He said, I needed that power. I needed that ability. I needed that power to accomplish, to accomplish what I was sent to do. And he said, I want to make sure that what I do, I'm going to trust, not by might, not by power, but I'm going to lean by my spirit, says the Lord. Oh, glory to God. By my spirit, says the Lord. Because I need the power. And it's the power that makes the difference. And the power comes from the anointing of the spirit. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. We do not speak, however, a message of wisdom. Let's continue to read. That was amongst the mature, not the wisdom of this world, or of this age, or the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. No, we speak God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden, that God destined for our glory before time begun. For none of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they were not crucified the Lord of glory. For as it is written, Everybody still with me? Yes. No eye has seen, ear has heard, or mind conceived. What God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed them to us by His, by His, by His, the Spirit, He says, such as all things, even the deep things of God. For who amongst a man knows the thoughts of a man expect the man's spirit within him. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Verse 12. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. We have not received the Spirit that is of this world, but the Spirit who is from God. Then we may know and understand the things that are freely given unto us. I want to put it together. Not by might, not by power, by my spirit, says the Lord. Moses said, if I'm going to do the thing you call me to do, don't carry me out from here. Don't let me do it. Don't take, I don't want to do it unless your spirit, your presence goes with me. Because how else are we going to be distinguished, separated amongst all the other people in the earth? Paul, when he came to do his assignment, he resolved not to go on human ability and human reason. But he resolved to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. And he resolved that his work and his ministry should be backed up by the Holy Spirit and power. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. For the kingdom of God, he said, is not mere talk, but it's power. Yes. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's going to be liberty, there's going to be power, there's going to be ability. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. I happen to read in the book of Acts chapter 1, he says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power from on high. Someone shall power this morning. Shall power this morning. You shall receive power from on high when the Spirit is upon you. Hallelujah. 
Acts chapter 10, please. We're going somewhere quickly. Acts chapter 10. Before we read Acts chapter 10, Jesus, in the book of Luke chapter 4, when he was in the synagogue, they handed him the scroll to read. And you remember the Bible says he opened up the scroll and found the book of Isaiah. And he began to read that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. The Spirit of the Lord, he said, is upon me because he has anointed me. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. Recover your sight to the blind. To set at liberty those that are oppressed. And to bring the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. And you know what happened, don't you? He rolled up the scroll, gave it to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone was fixed upon them. And he said to them, today... This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And immediately their ears pricked up because Jesus was literally saying what Isaiah prophesied and spoke about, what I read today about the spirit of the Lord being upon me, I am anointed to do, he said. He said, that is the truth, fellas. That is the truth, people. That is literally right before your eyes. And they began to get indignant. They began to look and they began to wonder because this one had the audacity to read and to declare that which is written in the book is about me today. I wonder if anybody has that kind of audacity this morning. I wonder if anybody has the intestinal fortitude, the guts, if you want to hear it, to be able to say it about themselves that Jesus was able to say the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And we understand, oh, come, glory to God. The Bible says, Colossians chapter 1, that you have Christ in us, the hope of glory. And Romans teaches us that if you be in Christ, the same Spirit that raised him from the dead is working on your mortal bodies here this morning. Jesus said, I will leave you another comforter, an aloes comforter, the same, hallelujah, so that he may be your comforter, your helper, your advocate, your strengthener, and your standby. What are you trying to say today? I'm saying in a roundabout route that today you should be able to declare, I am anointed. Yes. Come on, say it in London, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Say it if you've got God, say I'm anointed. I'm London and Leeds say together, I am anointed. Well, that was good for Jesus, but I don't know if it should be for me. No, you've got to understand. God said the same love that I have then, I have also loved you. Are you with me here today? And so Jesus began to declare, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. And we have not received the spirit of this world. Is that not what we just read? But the spirit that is from God. I dare you if you've got God. I double dare you. Come on, shout it in London and Leeds. I'm anointed. I'm One more time, say I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Come on, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Hallelujah. The anointing is to do. Are you with me? He said, he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Recovery of sight to the blind. Set 
at liberty those that are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. I said Acts chapter 10 a few minutes ago before we got excited. In verse 34, it says how God, verse 34 to 38, anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 to 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good. Touch your neighbor if you can. Tell them, hello, anointed one. Hello, anointed one. If you're sick by yourself, touch yourself and say, hello, anointed one. Come on, say it in London. Say it in Leeds. Say it wherever you are watching us online. Come on, say, hello, anointed one. Come on, say, hello, anointed one. We read from the scripture, 1 Corinthians 2 and 12. You've not received the spirit that is of this world, but the spirit, he says, that is from God. The spirit that is from God. Hallelujah. So that we may know the things that he has given us. Thank you, Lord. That means, because he said it's not by might, not by power, not by spirit. As you begin to recognize and declare that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. That he has anointed you. That that anointing will begin to work and begin to effect your affairs and on your life. Are you listening to me today? So you're not just a school teacher going to school. I call you an anointed school teacher in the name of you. You're not just a businessman running your business. You're an anointed business. You're not just a singer singing. You're not just a worshiper worshiping. You're not just a mother mothering or a father fathering. You're an anointed mother. Anointed to bring the best out of those children. Come on, say amen, somebody. You're an anointed employee. You're an anointed minister. An anointed minister of the gospel. Are you listening to me today? Hallelujah. Another word for anointing is grace. Grace or charis. Where we get our English word charisma is a charis. There is a grace, hallelujah, to accomplish things in God. There's a grace to do and there is a grace to accomplish and there is a grace for the things that God is giving you to become and to accomplish. Are you with me here today? And I pray, I believe, by the Spirit of God, That even this morning there will be an impartation of grace, of grace for you in certain areas today. You've got to believe it. You've got to receive it. You've got to declare it. When Jesus stood up and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and anointed me, people got upset. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you're not going to get upset when I start declaring a few things. People got upset. They began to think, I wonder, who do you think you are? What makes you think that you can declare and say that this is the scripture fulfilled in your hearing? The Bible says, one day again, they picked up stones to stone him. And he asked them, for which miracle do you stone me here today? In other words, I did so many, hallelujah, 
I did so much. Take your pick. Which one are you gonna stone me for? Opening blind eyes, telling the lame they could walk, telling the little girl Talitha Kumai, which one are you gonna stone me for? They say, no, we're not stoning you for the miracles. We're stoning you because you, a near man, claim to be equal with God. Hmm. Has anybody got audacity here this morning to believe that God has anointed them? Anointed them to do. Anointed them to be. In London and in Leeds, anybody got audacity to believe God has anointed them. Before you shout in church, let me warn you, let me warn you, there may be some haters who are going to talk about you. Look your neighbor and say, I hope you don't want it. Before you stand up, there will be some people who don't think you should be. There will be some people who remind you of your past. Who remind you of what they know about you. Who remind you of every mistake. And who will sit and judge and jury over your life. And decide you are not supposed to be able to stand up like that. But if you are able to live and walk without the haters hating. If you are able to take it and let it be water off a duck's back. If you are able to take a licking and keep on ticking. If you are able to don't mind everybody else because they were not there when God called you. Then you need to stand up in London and later you to declare, I am anointed today. Hallelujah. 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 Now, listen to me, we're almost done. There's a grace, there's an anointing. When you begin to declare it, it begins to flow. It begins to work this in your life. There's a grace for certain things that you need. The Bible says that there is saving grace. In Ephesians chapter 2 and 8, it says, It is by grace you have been saved through faith. There is grace to save. There's grace for salvation. There's a grace for your soteria. There's a grace for your wholeness. Are you hearing me today? Somebody here needs saving grace for their family. Father, in the name of Jesus, I prophesy saving grace for your household and for your family in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says that there is standing grace. Oh, hallelujah. There is standing grace. There is grace to stand. Can I just read you Romans chapter 5 for a minute? Anybody receiving anything this morning? It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Since we have been justified, we have been put in right standing with God. We have been given rights before God. We've been made the righteousness of God. You receive that today? Because you and I have been made righteous with God, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. There is standing grace. There is grace to stand. Oh, hallelujah. There is grace to stand. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that you put on the whole armor of God. 
Where am I which you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy? Oh, hallelujah. He said, you put on the helmet of salvation. He said, now you pick on the breastplate of righteousness. He said, you carry up the shield of faith. He said, you have your loins good with the belt of truth. He says, you walk with the feet in the preparation of the gospel of peace. And he says, you wield the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says, when you've done everything, having done all that the crisis demands, he says, stand. Having done all the situation requires, he says, stand. God said he will give you victory, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The spirit is grace, it's anointing. And when you declare, I am anointed by God, there's a grace that can flow. There's a standing grace we've just seen that will help you stand. And having done all the crisis demands, you stand. And when the devil has thrown his last shot and he thought he would knock you out, you're still standing because there's an anointing upon you and that gives you victory. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus this morning, I prophesy standing grace for someone in the house this morning. Someone in London, someone in Leeds, someone watching us online, receive an impartation of standing grace. Grace to stand. You put on the whole armor of God and do all that the crisis demands. But when it's all finished, what do I do then, Pastor? After all that, you stand. You stand in the grace that is yours, in the grace that comes from Him, in the impartation from heaven. And He promises victory, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. But by my spirit, but by my spirit, hallelujah, says the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. The Bible says there is a grace to build. First Corinthians chapter 3, this is another message all by itself. We're going to have to do this another time. First Corinthians 3 and 10, Paul says that I, by the grace of God that is given to me, I laid the foundation as a wise and a master builder. There is a grace to build. A grace to build. To build your business. Say amen somebody. Are you missing something in the word here today? It's impartation. There's a grace to build your family. There's a grace to build your career. To build your job. To build your ministry. To build your marriage. Father, I prophesy Grace to build today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a grace to build. Do you understand? You're not building the house that Jack built. You're not building because the Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. There's a grace to build those children in the things of God. Receive building grace today. I said receive building grace today. In the name of Jesus, there's a grace to build everything that he has commissioned and called you to do. Are you with me here today? Oh, you've got to see this one. Is anybody receiving anything here today? Can you check with me 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10 here in London and Leeds. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. Paul said, 
by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me is not without effect. His grace to me is not null and void. There's a grace to be who you are. I call it I am that I am grace. Oh, anybody hearing me here today? There's a grace to be who you are. To the I am that I am grace. There's a liberating grace coming here today. This is a grace to be who you were destined and purposed and created to be. Don't be a carbon copy of somebody else. Because even if you do your best to imitate them perfectly, you're still just going to be a second-rate imitation. Touch your neighbor and say, I am what I am. I am what I am. And if you don't like it, tough. And you're hearing me today. You don't like it. There's a grace to be who you call to be. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. That puts an end to jealousy. I don't have to be jealous of your gift, jealous of your call, jealous of your voice, jealous of your anointing, jealous of your weave, jealous of your hips, your lips, and your fingertips. It don't matter because I am who I am. I'm not to be jealous for your husband, jealous for your wife, jealous for your girlfriend, jealous for your house, jealous for your car. There's a grace to be who you were called to be. And I want to let you know who you were called to be is all that in the bag of chips. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me see if you're going to shout on this one. There's a grace to give. Amen. See, normally that's where choke, church folks start to choke. <laughs> Amen. Get stuck in their throats. There's a grace to give. Where is that in scripture? I'm glad you asked. We just got a few more minutes. Are you still okay this morning? Second Corinthians chapter 8. You can read from verse 1 right the way through to verse 9. But for time, we'll stop at verse 9. He said, consider ye the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who for your sakes, even though he was rich, he was made poor. So that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. When you read the previous verses, verse 4 and 5, it speaks about the grace of giving that was upon the Macedonian church. Who even in their great poverty gave unto the Lord. Firstly of their substance and they gave even of themselves. Somebody say grace this morning. Grace. There's a grace of giving. Giving of your time, giving of your love, giving of your substance, giving of your gifts and your talents unto God. You see, sometimes, oh, hallelujah, your giving and your the grace of giving is the door that brings you victory in your midnight hours. If you don't believe me, ask the Shunammite woman. The Shunammite, 2 Kings chapter 4. You remember the great well-to-do woman? Elisha used to pass by there every time. And she built a chamber for him so that he may lay his head. And he said to his servant Gehazi, I've got to do something for this woman. 
She has given. She's given. She has given. She's given. She's given. What can we do for her Gehazi? Call her to me. And they brought her. And she said, don't have to do nothing. I'm a woman of my own people. And I dwell amongst my own. But the servant said she hasn't got a child. And he then released the word of the Lord. The devour Hashem. And said to her, this time tomorrow you shall have your child. What happened? Her giving, her grace of giving triggered and released a blessing into her. Are you hearing me here today? Even when the child died, he was eight years old. Later on, the child died with an aneurysm and fell in the field. They brought him home and the grace that was flowing was able to bring back what the enemy tried to steal. Are you hearing me today? I haven't got time to tell you about serving grace or justifying grace or strengthening grace. But we want to close in one place in particular. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, if you would please. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 12. And this speaks about what everybody theologically calls or knows as Paul's thorn in the flesh. And how the Bible says that there was a messenger of Satan that was sent to buffet him. And three times he sought the Lord that the Lord would remove, would take it away. And God said to him in verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Oh, hallelujah. And I've heard this preacher, we've heard this exegesis text in so many different ways. And there is many applications to this scripture. I'm not negating one above the other. Many preach and say that what God was saying to Paul was, listen, my grace, my ability to take care of that form of flesh should be enough for you. That even though I may or may not do it, whatever people think theologically about that, I don't have time. We've got four minutes before we wrap it up here. What I want to do is deliver for the house. Amen. Today. What, what I, what, when, when Paul said, would you remove, and God said, my grace is sufficient for you. He's speaking because we know grace is an anointing from heaven. It's an endowment. So yes, there is grace to stand. We see it. There is grace to build. But there is also grace which gives power. And it's the knowledge that God's power is able to deliver me at any time. It's sufficient for me to know that whatever I face, there's an ability from God. There is help from God. There is power from God. Oh, hallelujah and amen. That there is an anointing I can receive if I'm sick. And maybe I don't know what to do. He said, my grace, my anointing. Jesus Christ anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. Father, thank you right now for that grace, that anointing, that is healing, quickening, making alive my mortal body. That grace that is bringing forgiveness. That grace that is opening doors. That grace that is making a way. My grace, he said, is sufficient for you. There is sufficient grace for every situation. He said in 1 Corinthians 10 that there is no trial or test or temptation that has overtaken you except that which common 
to man, but God is able to make a way that you may be able to bear up under it. Are you hearing me today? What are you saying as we come to close? I'm trying to say here today, not by might, not by power, by my spirit. There is no weapon fashioned, formed against you that will be able to overtake you, overwhelm you, that you will not be able to come through. You will not be able to be victorious in the end. You will not be able to, when all the shaking is done, when all the music has played, when all the lights are switched off, at the end of it all, because there is grace for you, if you will walk with him, you will come strong on the other side. That's right. You receive that today, people of God. Help me celebrate God in the name Thank you for listening to this message, and we trust that it has blessed your life. If you would like any further information about Destiny Christian Center, or you would like to partner with us and help us take this gospel message around the world, then please contact us at www.destinychristiancenter.org.